Hey church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Well, good morning. You guys doing all right? It is good to be back today with you all. I'm going to preach for just a few moments this morning, and then we're going to um, end the service this morning with a time of, um, I'm going to give you guys the, the end of my message. Can I do this? We're going we're gonna to have a time of prayer. I really believe the time of prayer at the end of today is going to be really important. Uh, but it's so good to be back with you. Um, one quick reminder or just an update. Um, as you walked in this morning, you probably saw the boxes, uh, well to well. Our community arm of that is collecting gloves, hats, jackets, whatever. Um, those, today is the last day, um, and then we'll be giving them back out next week for you to go and distribute those to people among the city. So when you come back next week, you're going to be handed one of those, um, and we're going to ask that you take those and you pass them out to somebody that you know could use them. And so I want to just give a big shout out to our team. Um, last uh, Friday, last Friday, um, our team went to um, our partner church, Chicago City Life, great family. They went to Inglewood, and they um, were on the street, a part of the street team ministry. That happens every Friday night, and they handed out and distributed a whole bunch of hats, gloves, um, all sorts of things, and we were able to pray for people. I was speaking with Derek and Kayla, who um, were a part of that, who had that up uh, uh, at our house on Friday, and they just said it was such a powerful thing to watch people um, just out there loving on people. I'm looking across the room. I know some of you were there. So can we just thank the Lord for, for the time, for that amazing opportunity to be there? And I want to I challenge you, church. Um, I, I want to challenge you to look at your Friday nights. And to see how maybe you could give up your Friday night to go and love on the city of Chicago. Amen? You all right? That's it's just good. Maybe, maybe just sign up. Maybe talk to them. See how you can get involved with their. I, I, this is a powerful thing to do, to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, right? Because you can be doing a whole bunch of stuff on Friday nights. And it's not bad. It's Rachel and I's time off. We take our Sabbath. We shut down. But I said... To them on, on Friday, I said, I'm going to come. I'm going to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to I see God move in our city. How many of you want to see God move in our city? How many, is there faith? How many of you want to see God move in our city? Amen? And so sign up, be there, do that. It's going to be amazing. Amen? All right, open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. We are in a series entitled, A Strong Church. This is the last week of this series as we're moving into Advent next week. So come, invite some friends. They will come to Christmas services, I promise you that. Your coworkers, people that don't know, they will come to Christmas services. So invite some people, yeah? Um, and so this is, we're gonna, we're gonna stop this week, but then we're gonna pick this back up in January after the new year, and it's gonna be awesome. But today I wanna just um, encourage us and continue in Ephesians chapter two. Um, a strong church, this, the word strong is defined like this, able to withstand great force or pressure. This is the call for the body. How many of you know we are the church? Yes? 
I know I don't have to say that, but just a reminder, we are the church, the building, the name. That's not the church that we're talking about. We, the people, are the church. And so building a strong church, it says that the word strong is able to withstand great force or pressure, not easily disturbed, upset, or affected, firmly held or established, very intense. This is the definition. I believe that the Lord is looking across the landscape of the world. He's looking across here in Chicago. He's looking here at Oasis Church Chicago and looking to strengthen the bride, strengthen the people of God, to make us strong in him. Amen? So that's why we've been doing this. That's why we've been looking through the book of Ephesians. Paul writes to the church of Ephesus. He, he shares this, this letter to them, a letter that is, it will want, is one that will take passive faith out of you. I believe that. How many of you have been reading the book of Ephesians over the last couple of weeks? Don't lie. Just raise your hand if you have. The rest of you, I'm judging you. I'm kidding. But start, right? This, this book will start to work in your heart. How many of you know the word is way sharper than anything I can say? How many of you know we need surgery every day? I need to be, have, have surgery on my heart every day. Because what happens if I don't? I become calloused. I become hard. I become just, uh, just negative. I need surgery. Yes? That's the word. It's sharper than de- any double-edged sword. It will pierce. It will cut. It will split. And so, so this book, the, the book to, to the church in Ephesus, does that to us. And so over the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing all about it and hearing how we've been pursued by God, a victorious church, and uh, I talked about last week about the contrast that Paul begins to write in, in, in chapter two right there. The different statements of the old life and the new life. If you need to be reminded of who you are today, get to Ephesians 2, one through eight. Get, through, get to that book, remind yourself, okay, this is where I was, this is where I am now. Do you understand that you have been transferred? Do you understand you have been transferred, church? You have been transferred out of old and you are brought into new. That is good news today, Yes? Come on, church, this should wake us up. The transfer has happened. You don't have to hope for it. You don't have to keep asking for it. When you responded to grace, you were brought into the new life, the new man. Wake up, this is good news. Come on. Like the dead things are gone. You might not feel it. You might not be experiencing, but it's working in you. He's working in you today. You've been transferred. And so he went through these contrast statements. And today I wanna just finish with verse eight and 10. Can we do that? And really, let me just say this, really what happens here in this, in this passage of scripture, Paul is addressing identity. Do you know identity matters? It really matters. I said this last week, I'm just saying it again. This is something we believe in as a church. It's very important for us. When you know who you are and you know what you, you've been called to do, it's a lot easier to do it. Amen? When you know your job and your workspace, you know your role, how many of you know it's easier to do what, right? So when they put that label, that identity on you, you know then what you're called to do. So Paul is saying, this is your identity, church. The old is gone, the new has come. This is who you are. So a believer full of kingdom identity moves, lives, and thinks entirely different than the old way. Hear me, if you're still functioning in the old man, then then today's the day of salvation, right? Today's a good day, because he wants to kill that thing. Because when you come into the new, you think, you act, you live different, right? The fragrance of my life, thank God, is a lot different than it was when I was 22 and under. Am I perfect? Have I got it all right? 
But I have truly seen a, I'm not to brag, forgive me, but there should be a transferring. And so in transferring us out of the old into the new, we live differently. Amen? So we're gonna lean into verses eight and 10 today to spur us to become a people knowing who we are. If, when we know who we are, then we begin to function that thing out. Okay? Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. I put a subtitle. It's not gonna be a side just because we have to do that. Pastors have to do it. Maybe we don't. But maybe for YouTube, we have to do it. I have no idea, but prepared in advanced. Is that good? You got it? Write it down. Put, take some notes today. Today, write down. Prepare, say, prepared in advance. <laughs> Here we go. For it is by grace. For it is by grace. It's a really good place to say amen, even in the word of God being read. For it is by grace. You have been saved through faith, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Come on, how many of you are thankful for that gift this morning? Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Uh, another translation says this. I, I just read it this week. It's beautiful. Um, I want to read it. I think the team might have it up on the screen. If not, just, just receive this. For by grace you have been saved. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the loved gift from God. We've been saying God is a really good father. Yes? He's full of love, full of mercy, full of holiness, but he's a lover and he loves us. It was a love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works, a human striving. We have become his poetry. That actual work, handiwork, is the word poetry in the original. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny. This is good news. You all should be smiling as I read this. I see your faces. He has given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. It is by grace we have been saved, we have been attached, connected to Jesus, and because of that, we will do great and great works. Amen? Prepared in advance. I love my wife. She is the best. I'm biased, I know, but... I believe that. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. My wife is the best. My wife is like type A to the max. I am type A, but not to the max. She is type A to the max, and I'm thankful for it. But my, my wife, you know, shout out to all the moms. I had the kids for one week, not even one week, and I had my father-in-law for two of the days. I think it was four days. I'm saying it was a week. It felt like a month. Um, just shout out to the moms. It's, it's by God's great grace that we're all living today. Um, but, but Rachel, one of the things that I really value about her is this, is that she is always prepared. I mean, she is always prepared. She has everything ready for us. Anytime there's anything that we have to do, anywhere we go, any type of trip happening, no matter what, Rachel is on it. She is ready. I mean, like the diaper bag is packed, stocked, loaded with things I would never have imagined to pack. 
somehow we get to these places and Rachel is pulling out all sorts. Those bags have like secret compartments in them. No, I'm convinced. Like, I'm like, how did you fit that thing in there? She's like, it's okay, JP. I know exactly what they need. She starts pulling it out, right? She's advanced. She's like got everything ready to go. She's, she's got the bib. She's got the spoon. She, we go to a restaurant like one time while she's away. I have nothing in the bag. The servers are like, do you guys, do you need utensils? I was like, um, my daughter's one. Do you have any small utensils? They're like, no, sorry. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm failing. I'm feeding or eating by her. It's, it's a mess. Rachel's prepared every time we go out. She's prepared for them. She sets them up to be ready to go, to have a great experience, to enjoy life. Like, 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 like no matter what, like she has it ready for them. Now, I know they don't know this. They don't realize this. They're children. Pray to God that they will one day and bless their mom and love on her so much. But regardless of whether they know it or not, she does it for them. As I'm sitting here reading this passage of Scripture, one that, to be honest, y'all, I've read these verses hundreds of times already this week. And I've sat there and just said, like, man, when is the last time prior to me studying this that I just sat there and, and realized that God has prepared great things in advance for me? Like, when was the last time I just sat and wonder, wonder, right? Like, like W-O-N-D-E-R, and just sat there and just in awe that God has prepared in advance good and great things for me. This is the message today. He has prepared good and mighty things for us. He has a mission and a purpose for every single one of you today that has been prepared in advance for you to see great and mighty, wake up church, for you to see great and mighty things done in front of you. You are his handiwork. As adults, we have to become aware. As believers, my cry is that we become aware to the work of God in our lives and begin to see all that he is doing among us. Because if, if Paul writes to this church and says, listen, you guys have great things prepared for you in advance. It's the word for this house today. A strong church, a strong believer understands and walks in the great things God has prepared for them to do. It's mission. What it comes down to is mission. Another word you might put to it is calling. Right, how many of you are, right, especially in our demographic today, not, not to judge anybody, but this age group, this is the age group where you're trying to find your, I'm just looking for my calling. I'm just looking for my mission. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know where to go. And that's okay. Like we, like I, rem I remember my 20s as if it was so long ago. It feels like that. But I remember my 20s and early, like wrestling with where God would have me to go and what he would make. That's good. Do that. But can I tell you, you don't have to wrestle too hard because he's got good plans for you to do. He's got great things for you to do in store, ready for you, prepared for you. We just have to enter into his presence and say, Lord, show me. He's given us everything we need to do to live out a godly life here. Is this good news? His plans are good and prosperous for us. He has a mission for each one of us, a mission that is one of grace and beauty. How many of you believe that? Your mission for your life is full of grace and beauty. A mission that, that is full of power, a mission that is full of purpose, a mission that of putting our hands to the plow, not looking back, but doing some incredible things for the kingdom of God. I'm just gonna read today because I feel like this, we, have, we just have to hear what, what the Lord gave me last night. <laughs> if your mission for your life is one that can be accomplished on your own, then you might not be the mission that God has called you. 
you're able to do this life right now without God, you're not living on mission with God. You okay? If you're able to just do this thing, then you might not be doing the works that God's prepared for you in advance. <laughs> Is that okay to say? Y'all are like, <laughs> don't be condemned. A strong church knows and believes in faith that our God has prepared things for us, things that are going to be good and full of mighty powers, things that we need him to come invade our lives to help us to do. Paul writes, you have been created for good works. Because of our identity as his grace-filled children, we are with him now, and being with him, we will continue to stay the course of the good works he has prepared for us to do. This is the mission for us. This is the calling for us. The believers of Jesus Christ are called to live on mission. Hello? We are called to live on mission. If we are seated with Christ in heaven, then we do the things that Christ would have done. You with me? If we are seated with Christ, if we are connected to him, right? Because if we're connected to him, then I do the things that he has asked me to do because what he's asked me to do, he's done. And so over the years and maybe over the last couple of years, there's been a misalignment of mission in the church. We've, we've kind of just been like, oh, we'll just, we'll do whatever we can when we can. Oh, if I can get to it, I'll, I'll do. I believe the Lord is actually calling believers back to being people that are fully on mission. Like, like our eyes are set forward. We're not gonna look to the right. We're not gonna look to the left. We're just gonna continue to fix our eyes straight ahead and we're gonna do some things that are incredible, that are powerful, that God has ordained from the beginning of the foundation of the earth. But he's looking for people to say yes to this today. I, I, I believe this in my heart, like, like the, road, the, the, the door is narrow and the road is hard. Is this thing hard? Yes. Is living for Jesus not the easiest thing? Yes. Is living for Jesus hard sometimes? Yes. If you're not raising your hand, I need you to come pray for me right now. It's a hard thing to do, but listen, he's gonna equip you to stay on the road, even if it is hard, even if it, he's going to do it. He's looking for people today to go, you know what, Lord, you changed my life. You brought me out of death and put me in the life. I will give you my life to do whatever you call me to do. I will be radical, very intense, like strong, the word strong. I will be very intense for your kingdom. When is the last time we, we just woke up and be like, as a body, as the body of Jesus, as a believer of Jesus Christ, I want to live radical. Like, amen. Like, we, we are waiting for something to happen, something to change for the kingdom to come. Do you know what happened? You. Do you know how it changes? You. God's good work through you being done here. That's how it happens. You don't wake up every day just going, I'm just kind of here floating around. No, you have been called, you have been chosen, you have been equipped, you've been put into the position of being a son and daughter of the king. He has great and mighty things for you to do. Will you enter into the mission of God today? This is the call of Paul, he's saying church, uh, because of him, you have been called to do great things. And so verse eight, just for a few moments, verse eight, he, he, eight nine, he, he reiterates though, listen, listen, you gotta catch this caveat. You don't get saved by good works. You don't get approved by good works. You don't get the kingdom more by good works. Hear me. Because something happens when we, we, we don't catch this, we begin to do all the work and then the, the, the heaviness, the weightiness of the, of the work hits us and we're like, we're done. Because what we're doing is actually trying to get him. Instead of knowing I've already been brought into with him 
And so being brought in with him, everything flows out of that. You with me? You with me? Like this is good news. This is not by works. This is not by anything else. It is by grace through faith. Through faith. This whole thing is grace. Waking up this morning, being in this house today, serving our spouses, loving one another, it's all grace. And it's going through faith, I'm gonna do this thing because it's a gift to me. I don't do the things of God to get God. I don't preach sermons on Sunday to get God's approval, trust me. I don't lead a church because it's gonna give me a, another token in heaven, my riches in heaven, I get a bigger mansion. It's not that. You with me? I do it because it's, I've received grace. And in, my, in the grace I've given, he's put a mission, a specific mission for me, like he will do for you. And it is out of that grace received that my life now will do everything that I'm called to do by him. If you are fighting the mission and mandate of God, you need grace. Fresh grace today. This is a good news. You, you need fresh grace today. Like, like some of you are just disappointed. I see it all over you right now. I'm not trying to, to condemn it. You're just disappointed. You're like, mission? I've been trying to do mission. No, you've been trying to do your mission. You've been doing your mission. This is God right now. I just feel this. You've been, it's not kind of, you've been doing your mission. And as you continue to do your mission, you will become more and more dissatisfied. More and more and more and more. Is that good English? Instead of going, no, God. I couldn't even bring myself into this thing. What in the world am I trying to do doing this thing by myself? It is by grace that I've been brought into salvation to do good works. Amen? It is by salvation now that I'm called to do good works. I don't do good works to get salvation. I've received salvation. And so this is, listen, listen. This is, like, this is like a true line in the sand today. I, I was down in, <laughs> we were down in Mexico and I was preaching down there at a conference all week and I said line in the sand and it did not translate well. So just, not, made me think of it, sorry. Eight, yeah. <laughs> Funny in my head then. This is a line in the sand going, as a person, as the people, as the church of God, I want to enter into the good works that God has prepared for me in advance to do. I don't need you to raise your hand, but my hand is up. I'm tired of doing my works. The un, you know, grace is unforced rhythms, right? That's another translation, it's unforced rhythms. When you enter into the mission and mandate of God over your life, it actually is a really good stream. It's an easy stream. It's an easy stream. I see some smiles on the faces because the older people know this to be true. <laughs> but we are people that are called to walk this thing out, not trying to get more of him, but already receiving all of him and then doing what he would ask us to do. This is what will make a strong church. Because some of you are like, so I, I just gotta serve, I just gotta serve, I just gotta serve. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Because over the last couple years, we've lost the joy of serving. Yeah. I'm gonna preach, I just have to. We've lost the joy of serving. You know why? We got complacent. We thought that TV church was a lot better and your PJs with your bowl of cereal. If only I could have a camera in houses, like I would love it. I'm not condemning, hear me. But like somehow we forgot that like we are an active, living, moving thing. And, and like we are called to actually get in this thing with God and with his people, right? And somehow we just said like, oh, I'll just, it's, I'll, whatever. If you're convicted, that's the Holy Spirit, not me. 
But like this is a call for us as the church to get back in this thing. When the world sees a bunch of people showing up and doing the work of the kingdom, like being in the presence, doing the stuff, serving, like they become in awe of it. They start to ask questions. Why in the world, JP, would, people have asked me, why would you show up on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock? Why would you get out of bed? Why wouldn't you just enjoy the morning with your kids? People have asked me these questions. People that, are, I'm like, because he's given me everything. It's an invitation for me then to just share the gospel. It's nothing I'm doing. It's not, it's not gaining me any extra credit in the kingdom. Hello? How many of you loved extra credit on tests? Good news is you don't get it here, right? That's not extra. <laughs> I just say, because I love him. And he loves me. And what he's done to me, I wanna, I wanna just, I wanna give back. I wanna just give back, I wanna do, my life is not my own. Can you hear this, church, please? Just once again, your life is not yours anymore. When you came to Jesus, you died. You literally died, you're, you're buried, I'm buried, but I have been raised supernaturally with Christ. I'm seated with him, so now my life is his. And whatever he wants to do through me, let him do it through me. If we fight it, the more fighting we get tired. I'm at the point where I'm just like, Lord, do whatever you wanna do. Because I wanna see good things happen among me. Because he's promised that good works are prepared for me. Do you hear, do you hear me? Like we're always like talking about revival, 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 revival. Guess how revival starts? You starting to tap into the good works that God's prepared for you in advance to do. That's a good place to say amen. You know how revival starts in your workplace? By you waking up every day saying, God, work on me. Because Paul says we are his handiwork. We are under his, his care. It's not just salvation. It's salvation and now this. Going, Lord, work in me. Do something in me. Put something in me for today. Daily bread. Daily bread for the daily troubles. So, so I'm gonna sit under your handiwork. I'm gonna get in your scriptures. I'm gonna get in the presence with you. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna seek your face. As I'm on my way to, to a meeting or riding on my scooter in the freezing cold, I have an electric scooter. Don't judge me, it's my, it's my electric car in Jesus' name. And so right now, more than ever, I'm like, Lord, you gotta speak to me today. It's freezing, just. As I arrive to the space that I, I might be at, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I just want you to work on me right now. Just reveal to me things right now. Work in me. I'm your handiwork, God, so just have your way. If we can come under that, if we can come under his word, if we can come under counsel, I'll preach here for just a few moments. We just have a few. This generation does not like godly counsel. This generation doesn't like counsel <laughs> at all. Why? Because you can find it on Instagram. Am I, am I talking to anybody today? When you come under his word, you come under good counsel. Because you know what good counsel does is it protects your life. I'm a product of good counsel in Jesus' name. Right? I come under good counsel. I, I worship him. I adore him, I give him my life every day. I let him work on me. He's faithful to work in me then. Hello? He's faithful to do things in you. You're disgruntled, you're dissatisfied, maybe you're not letting the handiwork of God work on you. Like, like that's, just, that's just the truth. You're constantly in this cycle of just negativity and passivity, is that the right way to say that word? Is that the right word? I'm looking at Kitty, Kitty's like, I have no idea. <laughs> That's awesome. It breaks all of that. Instead of going, like the, the posture should be like, Lord, I, 
I'm coming under you. I love that scripture verse. He says, for we are God's handiwork. Have you, can you just get that picture in your mind? Like I saw this picture as I was, I was flying back. I'm just sitting in a chair. I was just sitting in a chair and I saw the hand of God just moving around me, taking this, knitting this back together, moving this thing around. Like just, and he was like, this is what I wanna do in you, Jay. I wanna knit you together. Just like I knitted you together in your mother's womb, I wanna build you and create in you something that like, like only I can put in you. Do you believe that God wants to work on you and do the great things in and through you? Do you believe that? Like, like this is a gift of grace. How many of you understand? This is grace that God would choose to work on us. That God would choose to work in us. That God would choose for us to have the spirit in us, the fruit of the spirit flowing out of us, moving out of us, like radiant, like he wants to put it in us. We are God's handiwork. You wanna know your mission? Sit under God. You wanna know your vision? Sit under God. Maybe don't talk about it. Maybe just sit quietly for a couple months. When God put the vision of, of, of planting a church in Chicago, I had to sit with that thing for months because one, I was going back and forth, like I'm not doing it. Judge me, I, that's fine. Like, I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm getting out of this cold weather in Jesus' name. So everyone, that was the loudest amen I've gotten. Like most of you are like, amen. Lord, send me. But I just had to sit there for a couple moments. Just be like, God, work in me. If this is it, if this is it, then you gotta do something in me. And I trust that you're a really kind, gentle father that's gonna put in me what is needed for this work. I had to reiterate, this is what you've put in me? Okay, it's because you are in me that I'm able to do this. I'm not trying to brag or anything. You doing all right? I'm almost done. Can I get the, the worship team? He wants to work in you. He wants to reveal things in you. Hear this. He's not done working in you. Simple. Simple and strong. He's not done working in you. He will never be done working in me. He will never be done working in us. But the good news is he works in you me and in us. That's a really good news thing, thing to hear, that our Heavenly Father works in me by his Holy Spirit. And as he works in me, and I sit under that, then what he does in me begins to flow out of me. See, this, this is what will take people from like getting tired of not seeing things the things of God unfolding and actually bringing you into it. Because some of you are trying to do the things of God without God's handiwork. Some of you are trying to be good husbands without the handiwork of God. You will fail. Take a testimony from me, right? Some of you are trying to be this or that without the handiwork of God. Step into the handiwork and when you get worked on by God, you begin to do good works in Jesus Christ that were prepared for you long in advance. This is good news, this is the gospel, it's all grace. It's all done by grace. It's not to get his attention, it's not, but it's good works prepared in advance for us to do. The word good means this, pleasant, agreeable, joyful, happy, excellent, distinguished, upright, and honorable. 
Did you hear that? That the kingdom of God, the people of God should do great things that are pleasant, agreeable, joyful, happy, excellent, distinguishable. Is the work of your life being distinguished from the rest of the people around you? Are you working in your workspace so hard and so good that you are looked at and seen as men? Whatever that person has on them, that is amazing and I want it. You should be distinguished among the rest of the world. It's not us better than, it's just the work in us. Are, are, are you upright? Are you living a life of honor? Because this is the good works he's prepared for us. Not nasty things, not bummer things, not dead things, things full of life and hope and peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. He's making us to be a creation of people that work out his kingdom among us. See, a strong person, a strong church would rather do the will of God no matter how much it costs than be apart from the will of God and be in happiness. I think the church, I'm just gonna, I think the church has been looking for happiness. Just make it stop, make the noise, the chaos, stop. He will deal with all that. And what he wants to do is work in you to do good things in you. Does this make sense? He's not, he's not, he, I don't want to be happy and not have him. I don't want to have riches but be without him. I want him in me and I would have riches forevermore because of him. I will have good things prepared in advance for me to do forevermore. Like this is the gospel. It's not works. It's just the outpouring and outflowing of what happens in us. As believers, this should be happening in our lives every day. Are you doing good works that have been prepared for you in Christ Jesus? Or have you found yourself in a place of just complacent, kind of just bah, going through the motions? See, back to the statement on revival, we all want revival, 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 revival. Revival happens when this happens. I'm convinced. Now, it's all grace. He can bring revival in one second. If God wants to bring revival to sugar, he will do it, and I'm here for it. Like, I'm here for it. I'm always like, Lord, send it. You can send it, like, full send. Full send, send right now. But I think what he's looking for is a strong church that are gonna actually be people that come under his handiwork and begin to do the good works that God's prepared for in advance for us to do. So you know what that looks like? Okay, Jay, wake up, come be with me, do the things you, I, I wanna do. Like, let me do the things in you that I wanna do in you, now go. And when I go out, now I have people all around me. And you know what begins to happen? Revival. Because now I have his handiwork happening in my life and now I have great purposes unfolding in front of me. You with me? You with me? See, we don't have to wake up and wonder if God's gonna use me, use us today. Oh, I, just, I just wonder if he's gonna, no, he will use you. Will you allow him to use you? Well, he's just a, he just uses me. You asked for it. <laughs> Hello? Like, like, this should awaken us. Because here's the thing, right now, and this, I, I'm just gonna pray. There is a culture and a generation being built up that wants to be famous with doing no work. <laughs> and 
Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I? And so the church believers have fallen into, I just, I wanna be, I wanna just do whatever. Like I just wanna, no, 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 no. Come under his handiwork. Let him do construction on you. Let him build something in you. Let him create something in you. Let him cut some things out of you. Let him do the great work that he has always called us to, that has always been a calling for us to do, and then enter into some great things for the kingdom of God. Who cares if nobody ever sees it? Who cares if you don't get credit for it? Because you shouldn't. It's all about grace. It's always been about grace. It will always be about grace. It's nothing you can do, right? Who cares if you don't get credit for it? Just know that your Father in heaven is super pleased with you and rooting you on and championing you and rejoicing in you. But this is a time for the church to rise up and be like, I want to do radical things for the kingdom of God. I want to see dead people come to life. No, 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 literally, I want to see not only salvation, I want to see dead people come to life. I want to see sick people whole. I want to see cancer flee from bodies. I want to see things in people's bodies healed and, and complete. I want to see people be lifted up by the prophetic flowing through people's bodies. Mouse, right? Hello, you with me? This is good news. I feel the presence of God. I don't always talk about the tingles. I got the tingles right now in Jesus' name. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's just cold in here. I have no idea. But this is the good news of Jesus Christ. He has prepared good works in advance for you to do. I want to see my neighbors come to know Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. So, so, so. We have a neighbor, as everybody does in Chicago. It's a great way to start a sentence. I have a neighbor. Yeah, well, we know. And, and, and this individual has been kind of cold and standoffish. She says hello, but just kind of like there. And so I'm sitting one day, this is months and months and months ago. I'm sitting there when it was warm on the patio studying. And, and, and I'm the kind of person that will talk to anybody, right? Like it's, it's like Rachel gets so mad when we're on vacation. She's like, stop talking to people. I'm like, I can't. It's just, it's just the way God's made me. Anyways, so she came down this time and I said, hey, how are you? Good. Hey, hey. Like she's walking fast. Like, hey, hey, stop. Hey, stop walking. It's, now it's creepy, right? I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like we've been around for a couple months. What's your name? I'm so and so cool. What do you, how did you land here in Pilsen? Right? We just started talking. And she it, it, the individual left. And I remember the Lord just whispering in my ear, just softly. That one's gonna be mine. Now, now sometimes I'm like, is that my imagination? That's really creepy, right? Hello? Right? That was the Holy Spirit, because I know his voice. Sheep know his voice. The sheep know the Holy Spirit's voice. And he said, that, will be my, that one's mine. Months later, we're sitting there. We have been just praying for her every so often. Oftentimes when our kids are losing their minds and they, she probably hears it, and we're just like, Lord, just help her. Just make sure she doesn't call anybody like in Jesus' name. Funnier in my head than, uh, yeah, right? I just saying, God, you, you said this word. And he said, yeah, I've prepared you and Rachel to be here for her. What? He said, yeah, I prepared you two to be here. Begin to pray for her. Begin to intercede for her. Begin to just pray. So we pray at times, right? Rachel's texted her. We've, you know, done all sorts of things. Just, God, if, if this is one good work that you've called me to do, I'm gonna do it. Recently, we just found out that like, and I know this is very personal, so please hear me. Like there, there's been a, a separation in marriage. And anybody that's ever walked through that, that is really difficult. And she just kind of said it one moment. 
We were like, how you doing? She's like, good. I'm told us the whole story and then kind of slipped it in there. And like, she knows we're, we're, we're some sort of religious people. <laughs> oh, I was separated from my husband. And it's kind of scurried off with the dog. <laughs> Came back and I just said, hey, 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 me again. <laughs> it's me. Hey, we're going to pray for the restoration of your marriage. Uh, Thanks. You're welcome. Have a good day. We were recently just, when it was cold, like two, it was warm, like two Fridays ago. I think it was warm. It was like 70 degrees. We were on the patio, a couple of us, and her and the husband showed up together. Showed up together. Smiles on their faces. And I've seen them continue to come back. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Not anything we've done, but the grace of God and me entering into, that was one thing that God called me to do, a good work, to just pray. How, like, why do we overcomplicate? Pray, speak life, encourage, and see the Father move among us. Because that one thing is, I could tell you countless stories of the things God prepared for me to do. Good works, but he's also done it for you. He's also prepared them for you to do. He is calling the church to step into mission and to do good works that he has prepared in advance for you to do. Come under his handiwork and let it unfold. But here's the reality. Why don't you stand your feet? This is it. Okay, are you doing all right? This is the reality. I could say no. (laughs) You could say no. And that's not like to condemn. Let's be honest, I've said no probably many times before. Ah, not a good time, God. (laughs) He's kind, he's gracious, full of mercy. But today, he's actually calling forth those that are here in this room to enter into coming under his handiwork. And as you come under his handiwork, he's then gonna place a mission on you, a mandate, purposes, dreams, and visions, calling. I believe that today. The confusion of wondering what you're called to do and who you are and all that, all the identity, it ends today. It ends today. It ends right now. I believe this. This is what, I, like I've been le- leading up to this moment in my heart, just like ready for the Lord to do what he can only do. And that is to place identity deep, to allow for handiwork of God to come upon you and for you to receive mission and, and purpose today more than ever before. I believe people are gonna get callings today, like, the, like, like clear callings. Like you're gonna have a, clearly know what you're supposed to do in the kingdom of God. You're also gonna get the, 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 the little callings. I call them little callings in my life. The little things that God has knit together for me to do, you're gonna start to see those things happen today. He wants to do that right now. How many of you believe that and wanna receive that today?